Hello. Hope you all are having a great weekend. I'm on the consistency train. Good for me. I'm your host, Sogs of Socks. I really should maybe think of a different name. Whatever. We'll still we'll still stick with this. So, um, what did I talk about that last podcast? Um, let's think here. I th- I was talking about, I think, some updates on life. Yes. Uh, one, oh, one thing for sure that I want to um, touch upon is the cleaning part <laughs> of my life. And I can't seem to get past. Um, but before I do that, just a little rundown of how my week is looking. I'm finally, you know, like on a break um and I mean as much as it's been a break from streaming it's been um a little bit hard to not go on discord and hang out with people on there and that's mostly because like the multitasking part I think I'm really struggling with um finding the strength to get out of my head sometimes and I don't think necessarily I had a bad week last week I think that a lot happened and I I don't know it was crazy someone fainted in front of me I had to um use my limited CPR knowledge I was that same day hired full-time at my workplace had my first day as orientation I don't know. There's just so much that happened in such a short span of time that I don't believe, like, I even processed (laughs) much very well. So then when the weekend came, I'm feeling like my body is speaking more, uh, more truthfully about how I've been feeling than my actual mind. Um, I'm not necessarily, like sad but you know I'm super exhausted I get sore really easily my shoulders have been killing me and I think that I really need to take um, a self-care day and not in the way where I have been just sleeping it out I think I need to actually go get a massage go and like um like really take care of my diet yeah I just need to really clean up my spaces around me but it's uh like part of the process of it is I need to also um maybe romanticize it a little bit about that part and make it exciting for myself because I'm not excited to face any of these challenges head on um I'm happy for, like, the long-run effect of what will happen because I'm kind of taking things into my own hands. So I'm feeling, like, really great about that part. The only thing is, is, again, the process is quite lonely and draining and I don't know. I really, I really do need to, like, soak my body in, like, an Epsom salt bath and just chill out, too. Like, when it comes to work... I'm the kind of person, like, I usually don't slow down. (laughs) 
Um, but that's because I have, like, a physical job, so I, I really enjoy, like, my speed and, like, I don't know. I always like to make things complicated when it comes to things like that. I don't know. But, may I, this week at work, I'll just slow down a little bit, pace myself, and won't be as, like, aggressively fast with things. So I can just give my body a second to, like, settle down. I've been having a lot of, like, like high protein in my diet as well. Like, I'm just not because, like, I'm not someone that ever believed you should go on, like, a diet, a strict diet or meal plan. But, you know, the cravings. The cravings of things that are high in protein is what's happening to me. And I usually don't like dairy products. Unless it's ice cream, because I don't think you can go wrong with ice cream. But I've been really enjoying um, strawberry milk, um, nuts, <laughs> nut products, I guess. I don't know. I'm not someone that loves peanut butter. I really detest the taste. I don't know what it is about peanut butter. Peanuts, I'm fine with, but peanut butter. There's just something about it. It tastes gross to me. And my body literally rejects it. But I also like, um, like this, like I've been eating Greek yogurt. And let me tell you, like a couple months ago, I would buy it, okay, to try all these like things on TikToks I've seen. Or I do it because there was something maybe my little brother had inspired me to make with Greek yogurt. And of course, yeah, it's like, um, like one of those healthier yogurt things. And I don't really like yogurt. Um, to be honest, I've never, even as a child, I really didn't like yogurt that much. And, um, I usually just let it sit in there until it rots and it would be like a full tub and it would just go to waste. So I promised myself I just wouldn't buy it anymore. But then, like, the past, like, few weeks, I've been eating it within, like, five days. Like, the whole tub. I don't even know how big the tub is, but, like, I've been eating the whole tub. And the last tub I got was actually um, a little bit bigger. I think it was like one liter <laughs> or something like that. 1.5. And I was like eating it all day. I was like, I need to stop. What is going on? And I just realized um, because I, I tend to be actually really good to listen to my body, especially when it comes to food. I'm very good at listening to what it wants and what it doesn't want. And... Um, the only time I really suck at it is when I'm super hungry and I just eat whatever the fuck is available quickly. And I guess I just really wanted protein and I realized that. And so everything's just been really like high protein things in my fridge and it's been, it's been really great. But I don't know, I was getting a lot, I get a lot of things on my TikTok page and sometimes I get those little pop-ups of the health guru people. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but my muscles have been in so much more pain <laughs> since I've taken so much protein. I feel like I'm feeling my muscles way more than usual. And they're in way more pain. Like, they're inflamed way more. And I think that's just because, like, I do work a physical job and all that and yada yada. Anyways, that's not exciting. That's not the exciting part of my life, but it is something that's been, like, bothering me, like, my, 
everything is just sore, okay? I just feel in constant soreness. I'm not in pain where I, like, I want to cry like I did last week when I had period cramps because I did cry several times. It was so painful. But they it finally finished and then, like, I guess after, you know, that whole week of being on my period, having those things happen in one day, um... Trying to figure out what I'm doing on this hiatus, how I'm going to schedule my time, figuring out, like, the places I want to stay, the finances, working extra on the weekends. I think that just, you know, I'm at, a, I'm at a state where I just need to reset my battery, and I think that's what this week coming up will look like. It will look like a reset week, and um, now getting to that part where I'm cleaning. Okay, so I know I promised a TikTok series on my TikTok. I... <laughs> The only thing is, it's a super vulnerable series. Super vulnerable. I really, 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 really want to challenge myself and do it. But it's a very vulnerable series. I'm putting myself on blast with how I've been living. And I don't know if that's something that I quite am comfortable with, to be honest. And um, as much as I want to do it, I, I just, I don't know. There's just something about it that just feels, I'm uneasy about so I think what what the whole thing will be like is, um, unfortunately, I won't be posting day to day. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to record the videos anyways, um, as I've been doing. I'm going to record them as I go. And then if I feel comfortable on the end of all of it, I will post them day, day to day. And then we can look back on my journey. I'm not like I am doing it as I go. I'm going to do it when I finish because you know what? It's going to be too overwhelming and I'm already overwhelmed. I'm already thinking, oh my God, I've got to record everything and I like hold myself accountable and uh, it's just, it's just something that's very vulnerable for me. I, it's, it's just the state of my apartment is a touchy subject and like I said to my therapist and my friends, uh, it's just one of those areas of my life that I think are sensitive to me because I am going through it at the moment. I'm in the heat of it. I'm in the fire. And so it's definitely something that will continue to be recorded privately for now, but yeah, in the meantime, I've I've shown I've shown this to a couple of my friends like me there's um three people now that have actually seen the video. And, um, it's only because they're people I trust. Um, although, to be quite honest with you, the one person was just by proxy. She was there. It's not that I don't trust her. It's just, uh, the bond I have between her and I and the person that I originally was trying to just show in private to. And, of course, she was like, oh, what are you watching? And then, of course, she has to come. Uh, I love her, but, you know, sometimes she's got to chill. I don't like this nosiness sometimes she has. Like, we're clearly having a private moment. Please, just give us space. But, um, it was fine, you know. I got some very supportive words. Um, and I'm really, really glad because their reaction made me even more so want to do this and continue the project of me trying to clean up my space and get into a cleaner mindset and, um, the, the only other problem was that I think I overshared with one friend and she's not the closest person in my roster. She's not. And, um, 
I guess really like the topic of today will will be centered around like my vulnerability, I suppose. And my vulnerability like was clearly not there. I was I was really like just putting myself out there uh, just for the sake of talking it out. I think I was having a lot of withdrawals. I didn't have therapy for a few weeks, actually. And I think that was just me wanting to just talk to someone about it, whoever was listening to me at the time. Um, And I had driven her home and I was like talking with her and we were talking about stuff. And uh, I have this issue a lot with this, this person in particular. I really, really like her. I think she's a great person. I think she's a hard worker. Um, I really, I really love, I love gravitating towards people who are goal oriented in life. And so I, I do enjoy having conversations with her and no matter how much we disagree with topics or views or perspectives on things. And, um, she's someone I've mentioned, she's from Nigeria and she has a different upbringing than I do, of course. A lot of my friends you'll hear, like, me mention throughout my podcast actually have different um, backgrounds. I have a a very diverse group of friends around me, and I'm very fortunate for that. And, you know, the only thing downside is, like, I don't have much of a strong strength. Sorry. Well, I guess... The better wording here would be, I don't have a strong connection. I don't have a strong connection to any of my roots, particularly. Like, you could call me Canadian, you can call me um, Filipino, you could call me Italian, and you could just call me white, really, and, like, just generalize it at that, or, you know. Um, But I don't have a strong connection with either like all like all of those identities to me just make up pieces of me and I have limited knowledge in each but they're all what makes me the person I am and uh, I build on perspective a lot from what I learn every day moving on m- moving through my life navigating through these communities communities as well like I'm not necessarily European but I have European aspects in my life that I grew up with and I have I'm not necessarily Asian or Filipino but like I have a lot of influence uh, especially in my cooking for example like I my strongest strength might not be Filipino cooking but I actually am strong when it comes to Chinese cooking which is funny for a lot of people but that's only because my mom was a nanny and she learned more so how to cook um, food that was Chinese because of the people she was watching and so I therefore grew up with a lot more Chinese cooking and um you know, I, I don't know. I just didn't really learn about these things. It was my Filipino friends, for example, who took me in under their wing and then kind of taught me Filipino things in their way and the food as well. And then um, Italian, what I have learned from my dad and the little um, Italian community that I grew up around in, where in my hometown. You know, there, there's all these things that I'm learning and then through foster homes, learning about my Canadian identity, what it is to be a Canadian, what it what it doesn't mean. And um, I'm still learning that actually to this day. Like there's so much about 
I guess, the regular Canadian that I don't know about. Um, because again, I grew up with an immigrant family, like a completely 100% immigrant. And we didn't really know a lot of things. And so what we knew is what we knew. And I, I took it and I went full full force into life with it. And then I learned and got corrected along the way. Sometimes corrected unnecessarily, sometimes corrected because, you know, it just wasn't something that worked well with other people that I was living with at the time. Like, for example, like when I was at the dinner table, how how I'm eating, my manners, things like that. Um, I learned the Canadian etiquette, I suppose you could say. Um, like, I, I didn't know how to hold a butter knife. And, you know, like they eat with the knife and the fork. I didn't know how to even navigate that. I just thought, you know, everyone eats with a spoon and a fork is just for like stabbing the pasta and like the potatoes or whatever you need. That's not spoonable. You know what I mean? So and my daddy is the one that grew up with the with the like I saw like eating with a fork but he only ate with the fork he didn't really cut anything on the side unless it was a steak then we'd have like maybe a steak knife once in a while but even then like not as uh I guess proper <laughs> like when I was in a foster home but yeah, so this long tangent for, for me to just go back to say, like, I have a lot of different perspective in life. I have a lot. And so when I was driving her home, I was like, hey, do you want to talk for a little longer? And uh, I'll drop you home last because I also had um, someone else in my car that I needed to drive home. And she's like, yeah, sure. Let's, let's talk. You know, like, we need to, as she says, give me the gist. She always says this, like, just give me the gist. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Because basically that's like tea time. It's time to talk shit about work, life, everything. And um, it is unfortunate that she's not the closest person to me. But, you know, it's, it's you, you build the relationship slowly and gradually. And I never, ever like either as a person when people come on too strong to me. So... I don't like to do that to other people as well. Like, I would prefer, like, you know, we build up that relationship because there's so much time in life and, you know, um, no point in oversaturating each other with each other. We're just going to get sick of talking about the tea. And the tea is only fun when it's fresh. So, um, I had told her, like, all the stuff about like, oh, this girl like fell off the ladder and I was really concerned, really, like truly, I was concerned for her and um, I hope she's okay. I hope this week she can come to work. And so I was explaining to her that situation. I was explaining to her like some other stuff with coworkers and then my orientation. And then she was telling me her side of stuff that was happening at work and like how like this one girl she quit, like was this whole scene and blah, 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 you know, this cat like genuine general like work drama everyone out there that's saying like you know the grass isn't greener on the other side really like it's just really not always greener on the other side so you know every workplace has their level of drama and it just depends on how how much of it you're taking with you and you're taking personal you know it's 
It's just let it go. Talk about it, let it go. It's fine. You're just there for money at the end of the day. I think this is something I like to remind people. Like, you can talk about it. It's fun to talk about it. Um, Because being human, we love to be nosy about other humans. So, why not? And then, anyways, we started talking more. And, of course, we, we started talking about, like, deeper topics. I don't know. I guess I just have this knack. <laughs> I just have this knack when it comes to it. Someone was, like, to me... Um, what's your major in, in, uh, university? And I was like, oh, sociology. And she's like, ah, <laughs> makes sense why you love talking everyone's ear off. Um, but anyway, she started talking about my Nigerian friend. She started talking about like her getting beat and she doesn't understand why Western culture, like white people in general, like why do they always get so upset about like this kind of thing? And like, um, she can't, she can never understand, um, like, why they can't stop whining about stuff and that she would never take a day off of work because, you know, like, that's just not how you do things. And, you know, I, she's not like me where I, I just take time off of work when I'm not feeling well. I, you know, like, this is where I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I agree with you to an extent, but I, I don't agree with some of that, um, And I was just like, you know, I take time off of work because I know, I know that it's not worth it. I used to be like that, believe it or not. I used to actually just go to work and stick it through. Then I realized something really important and it was my (laughs) self-worth. Really, it was my self-worth. And if I'm going to die from like working all the time and never taking a break, then what's the point of working in the first place? You know, I'm working for this money so I can have a better life, but then my life quality is so shit that I don't even want to live, you know? So I think that's something that I explain as well, and that's just my perspective on things. I think you should take time. I don't think you should take a week off just because, you know, oh, your tummy's hurting a lot. Like, for example, I went to work all week, and I was in serious pain from my period, but I kept I kept going through it. But when you are actually sick and you have, like, a cold and you could be contagious, stay home. Stay the fuck home. Why are you going to go to work? Potentially give it to everyone. And not only that, you're not going to perform your job properly. Yeah, you're going to get paid, but you're not performing properly. So it doesn't even work um, in my mind. It doesn't make sense. You know, I always believe, yeah, you can make up the hours if you can on the weekend. And if you can't miss days of work because money is tight, then I understand that. I do. I really get it. If you really don't have the option and money is really, really even tighter than me, then yeah. And, you know, of course I paid for it. I was behind on rent and all this stuff. And, you know, but if I physically can't make it out of bed, I'm not going to be able to work anyways through the shift. And there have been times when they just send you home because you are too sick. You know, even they're like, get out. (laughs) Why are you even here? You know what I mean? Um, So just take a day. Even if it's just a half day, just take half a day. It's not, it's not difficult to me. Like, I don't think it's difficult to take a little bit of time for yourself, especially when you're not feeling well, if it's like a flu. If it's just, you know, minor things, like you've got a, a small headache or whatever, just pop a pill and keep going. I don't know. 
Yeah, but again, everyone's life is catered to everyone's life. Some people's pain tolerance is not as high as others. Some people can afford to stay home. And some people really are love to discipline themselves and stay and stick it out through work. And that's fine. That's what she wants to do. And that's fine. That's how she was raised. She can do it. Um, but what I don't like is um, being criticized for my choices and like you know I don't care if you want to kill yourself while you're working and she was really sick for like two months straight and what could have happened is like she could have stayed home just one day one day extra and she might have felt a little bit better and she didn't have to go through two months of actually being sick every single day do you see what I mean like this is what I think as like if the cost is just staying home one day to get over a cold that could potentially last two months and you're on antibiotics, you're constantly putting pills in your body, you know, you're damaging your body more and more and more by like working, you know, I I don't know. I just don't think it's worth it. But again, like I don't like to be criticized for things like taking time off for myself. Like, um, when it comes down to it, there's just a lot going on, too, in everyone's lives that you don't know what's going on. For example, why is she working so much? I mean, at the very least, I do know what was going on for her. And really, she just could have stayed home. <laughs> I do know that she just could have stayed home. Um, she worked a lot of overtimes as well. So not only was she working the regular shift, but she chose to sign up for overtime as well while she was super sick. And that's just something that's just ridiculous to me. Especially if I know that she's fine. Like, she has support in place where she can take a day to herself. And then to be criticized, like, I completely live by on my own. And, like, I, of course, I take my time off because, I mean, who takes care of me other than me? If I don't take care of myself, there's no point. What is the point of even living? I don't know. I don't know. And I and then there were days when I had to take I had to leave work because I was having such a bad um day. I don't know how to explain it, but you know, I I feel like I've shared quite a bit on this podcast, but it's not been an easy road dealing with the negative thoughts that I've had and so I even even one point, I mean, she doesn't really know this and not a lot of people know this, but there was a day when I took off work and that was just because I, I don't know what it was exactly, but I just kept crying. And, um, it was a few months ago, actually now, um, maybe it was in November. And I just remember like going to work and just, I, the thoughts wouldn't stop coming. And it, and it was like, I had this raging headache and I was like, no, I need to make it through the shift because I just, I like, if I stop, I won't be able to afford, you know, X, X and X and whatever. And I just remember like having a panic, like I was panicking, like I, I didn't know what to do. My head hurt. I was so dizzy. I was like going to fall off my like ladder as well. And I just remember like breaking down in tears and I just was so done with I think everything and the thoughts that kept coming into my head and the negative like they were super negative and I just thought like if I don't go home if I don't go home I'm gonna take it out on someone or I'm just gonna be crying all day here and why should I cry in front of everyone to just go home and I remember like my uh, like my manager I went up to her and she, I was like I didn't cry at first and then she was like do you want to talk she's like you know, before you go, and I was like, 
um, sure. And then I just remember sobbing, like, just sobbing. And then she's like, yeah, you need to go the fuck home. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And I didn't actually end up going home. I ended up going somewhere, driving out somewhere to get some peace of mind. But, you know, like, those kinds of days where I really, like, felt super alone. Like, I, I, like, I just flash back to them. And I think that's what makes me upset is, like, I wish that people knew how much I'm struggling and trying to, like, live. I'm really trying. I, I'm so much more positive now. Like, even when I think about it, it sounds ridiculous. It really sounds so silly. It sounds like the silliest thing on the planet to talk about out loud that I had to take go home because the thoughts were that bad. It sounds so silly to me. When you say it, like, and you're, like, feeling, like, sane and, like, content with things. But at that time, like, it really was me, like, crying out for help. Like, I really was at such a crossroads with myself. I just truly didn't want to be around anymore. And I think, like, even when I, where I drove out was concerning. And I won't tell anyone where I drove out to. Um, Just know it was, like, it was far away from where I lived. And, um... You know, at the end of it, I was glad I went home early because I calmed myself down to the to a good point, and then I drove all the way back home, which was really great. And I just thought about it, and I was like, "Let's, like, you know, I'm doing all this. I'm driving out there. So, you know, when when these things happen, let's just." Figure out new ways to cope with it, new new ways to deal with it, talk it out, and whatever. And uh, you know, I'm glad I moved on from that day. But I I do remember, like, there were times when I did have to leave work for very, I guess you could say, like, silly reasons for others. But to me, like, it was a matter of really life or death. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that better. I don't know. None of this makes sense. You know, the whole mental health journey is so crazy because none of it makes sense. Human actions are so emotionally based. And it's just to say, like, we're we're all inherently a little, like, off a rocker. I mean, even the most logical person in the world is going to be so upset by something. We're not robots. We're not robots at the end of the day. And we have thoughts and feelings and emotions and ways of living, ways of being that are so unique to one another that, I don't know, it's just hard for me to agree that everyone should just suck it up and work, work through it or just like go home if you're feeling even a little bit under the weather. I don't think it's to that extreme. Again, I'm going to say it again. I think there's a balance to things and I think you should always try your best to um, bring yourself closer to the middle ground. Find that middle ground. You know, I things aren't worth it today. Guess what? You went home. You're good. You got got to leave early. Relax your mind. That's It's fine. You did the best you could. You did the best you could, so now you can go home, and then tomorrow's a new day. That's kind of, like, at the end of that, like, six hours alone with with myself. Like, I think that was really, like, the conclusion I came up with. 
And, um, yeah, and, and so for her, she started talking about, like, the beatings and stuff. And she's like, you know, like, they have all, like, Western people have, like, all these, like, um, like, they get so upset about, like, getting beat and, like, it's not abuse and blah, blah, blah. And, I, you know what? I am going to be controversial here. I don't think necessarily, like, it's, all, like, horrible things that I was beaten for. I don't think some of the things were, like, that bad. And they did actually build my character in. Um, my therapist, though, disagreed. <laughs> she was, like, to me. Because I did I did run this conversation I had with my, my co-worker slash friend um, with my therapist the day after. And she was, like, uh, no. There, like, people should know that abuse, like, physical abuse and, you know, physical discipline are correlated in the brain to being, like, similar. Something like that, along the lines of what she said. And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I mean, if you put yourself in that situation, right, and you're getting beat for something, you just become, like, some for, some, for a lot of kids, like, for me, like, I become afraid. I don't become, like, oh, I understood what was wrong or right. I just become afraid to do it because I'm going to get beat. <laughs> So I, I get it in a way, like, for me, that's kind of how I processed it. Like, yeah, I agree. Like, when I was younger, like, when I was beat for something, it turned into a, a, the anxiety of getting caught, not more so, like, I learned the morality of what I did was wrong. But in some cases, you know, I, I see where it could work. But, or maybe I'm just broken as fuck and I, I don't know. I don't know. But a lot of the times, like, when she was talking about it, I was like, um, please don't group me in with that. And I told her, I said, please don't group me in with that. Like, I'm not just a white person in that regard. I like, I, you know what? Like, I hate, I hate this about our conversation sometimes. It's like, it goes back to telling me that I'm just a white person and that my problems are, like, not, um, they're not a big deal. And I just don't like this about her. Like, I, I really just don't like this. This is the one thing I don't like. Uh, but you know what? She'll hear me out. And that's, at the very least, that's fine. You know what? She can hear me out and that's fine. And then uh, we kind of meet in the middle, which is okay. And so I told her, I said, please don't do that. Because I, I genuinely don't think that my problems are just, like, can be so generalized like that. <laughs> I'm not the type of person to get upset because I'm not going to get something. I'm not going to get a, a car on my 16th birthday. And I'm not going to have, like, a mental breakdown because of something like that. But, you know, when you get locked in closets, like, I literally said this story. I said, when you get locked in closets because you look and you're you're trying to watch your older sibling play a game. And she, she pulls you and drags you inside a dark closet and tells you you have to sit in there for an hour. And she barricades the door and locks you in there. And your parents are nowhere. They think it's your fault. When you come out of the closet crying, sobbing your eyes, they're like, well, why would you do that to yourself? And blah, blah, blah. And they believe her lies, all this stuff. Like, I think at some point, those problems are very scarring. And, you know, like when you have to be force fed grass, um, you know, I, I don't think that's a very normal punishment. Um, when your parents um, tell you that, you're not really loved or you're worthless or call you, um, fat, stupid, ugly, um, and 
they tell you you're spoiled, your sister is is better, why am I the problem, even though your sister is the one that keeps um, coming and abusing you, stealing things from you, telling you you can't eat anything that is not strawberry flavored. I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to eat chocolate flavored things, I could only have strawberry. I also, like, growing up, I was told, like, you know, you can't, you can't wear that because it's the color blue. You can only wear pink. Pink is your color. You're not allowed to wear anything else. I was, like, told I can't dress, like, uh, in a certain way because that's what my older sibling wore. You know? Um, and then, like, I, two seconds later, like, if I, if my mom said it was okay for me to wear something that was a color blue, for example, my sister would come and she'd be like, that's mine! That's my shirt! Why are you giving her my shirt? And my mom automatically agrees with her. No, take it off. Why are you wearing it? Why are you wearing it? See, this is why you can't have nice things. Why did you take her shirt, huh? How come you didn't tell me? What in the bipolar environment did I grow up in? Like, I think about it sometimes, like, there's so much stuff that went wrong in my childhood that were that I can't even like just say was just physical abuse. I think I was mentally fucked. <laughs> I think I was mentally fucked up a lot of the time. And you know, to share these vulnerable pieces with people in person is it takes a lot for me because I feel like I, I if it wasn't clear I, a lot of the times when I was younger I would get gaslighted out of. Or, like, told it was my fault when I clearly didn't know or I clearly, like, was was the one getting beat up first. I was called the bitch for the first time ever. I learned what the word bitch was when I was six years old. I remember being called a little fucking bitch by my older sister and then crying when my mom came home. She said, no, who taught you that word? It was you. Your sister? I just talked to her. She said it was you. My sister is seven years older than me. I was seven years younger than her. I mean, at some extent, you go a little crazy. You start thinking, like, I can't trust anyone. No one's going to believe me. So you start lying, and then everyone catches you as a liar. And then so you start being completely honest. And here I am today. I'm really stuck on being an honest person (laughs) because of this. So I don't know. Like, there's so many parts of me that are built up because of my abuse, which, yay, thanks. But also at the same time, like, you know, when I'm faced with people like my friend from work that say stuff like that, I get really offended, like, on the defense. I just don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate it because, like, my problems were so fucking stupid. (laughs) They were so stupid and so preventable, you know? I don't know. I, I, I know and I don't know, but yeah. So she she was talking about this and then I was saying also like, you know, with with the cleanliness thing. Like I was telling her like, you know, there's so many things I didn't learn because of my family as well. Like shower days were only once a week and that was because we couldn't afford to like shower all the time. And I remember that when I was younger and then later on we could shower whenever we wanted and my mom was like, you're crazy. I never did that to you. I never made you shower once a week. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Will you always be bipolar and undiagnosed or you're just gonna, like, you know, continue? It's a good thing I don't talk to her anymore because really it's one of those things I'm really happy about. She She just drove me nuts. And my mother and sister, to be honest. And, um, 
I think when I was explaining to her, she was like, yeah, I don't understand why you just don't clean up. Like, you know, like you just, you've been saying that for a while now. And I'm like, like my friend from Nigeria. And I was like, because <laughs> I think you think it's so simple. I'm like, not joking. I really don't think you're understanding the gravity of the situation. I genuinely have a problem, and when I say I'm a baby hoarder, I'm not joking either. And when I say I'm living dirty, I'm not just living messy, I'm living dirty. I mean that. And when I when I say, like, don't come into my car and judge it, I mean that, please, because then I'm going to feel like shit. And, you know, I I don't know what to say. Like, I'm being as honest as I can. I really just can't stand people that... I don't know. They try to downplay my honesty. I, I what what can I say to be more honest about things? Like, I think a lot of people, again, like I appear to people to have my shit together. I don't. I genuinely don't. I just am really great now at cutting through bullshit. And maybe that's just a sign that I have things together and people think, oh yeah, you, you must have all your crap together because you talk so straight with us or you, you know, you're so happy and bubbly and blah, 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 blah. Like, no, bitch. No. I'm struggling in the house. I'm fucking struggling like no other. There are so many things wrong with me that I just can't even, you know? And like, I had... Uh, one talk with my friend and then one talk with someone else and like you know sometimes they will like go through like the like the fascination of what would it be like to date someone right now you know it would be so great right no it wouldn't no it wouldn't i'll say it again for the bitches in the back no it fucking wouldn't (laughs) the state of my fucking life right now is so horrendous it's so awful How would I let anyone that I want to love into a life that is so gross and messy? No, no, (laughs) no, stop. Like, these are things you talk about to talk about, to have fun with. But, my God, like, people are so crazy. Like, oh, Lord. Like, my sisters, for example, my my half-sisters that are also bitches that I don't talk to anymore... You know, if you just got dicked down, you'd be less angry of a person. Bitch, if I got dicked down, you know what? I'm going to have more problems. I'm going to have more problems. You know why? Because I'm going to like it too much. (laughs) And then I'm going to go through the whole phase and then we're going to deal with my actual problems in front of me. I'm just going to distract myself more with boys this time. What is the point? I'm going to end up fucking things up stop trying to add things into the mix i can't handle i can hardly handle myself again how can i handle another person because most people unfortunately also here's the thing none of them have their shit together either a lot of people are just living their life as best as they can just to get through it they're in that fucking tight and hard space and no pun intended but man like it is really fucking hard to get out of it (laughs) it's hard to see the light to say the least. And I also don't want a broken and broken, you know, we're just going to be broken together. The fuck? This doesn't, this doesn't work. And my Nigerian friend, I love her to bits and pieces, but please stop grouping me in. Please stop grouping me in. Stop grouping people in general in. 
I don't know. I, I, you know what? I'm fine. Like, groups of people are a thing. Groups of people are a thing. And there are some things that she can say that I, I do that is very white. <laughs> okay. That's fine. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day here, um, my abuse, especially because we're friends, or like, I like to think that we're friends, but this is where I'm saying, like, I was super vulnerable. I think I overshared with her. And when I showed her the video, the TikTok of my apartment, this is the third person I, I showed it to. She was so shocked. She was stunned. Like, she was too stunned to speak. <laughs> I wish I caught her reaction on video. Like, it was hilarious. She really, like, I saw her whole demeanor change she really had no fucking idea and this is just 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 to tell you guys like I'm, I'm being serious like I'm being really serious about this that's why I felt even more insecure about posting this on TikTok imagine imagine for some fucking reason like people see this it goes viral because that shit happens a lot on that stupid app oh my god the amount of fucking embarrassment I don't know how I deal with it because you know what? As much as there would be like positive comments, of course there's gonna be negative ones. Like, ill, how could you live like that? That's just like a pig. Like you're disgusting. And then I'd hear my mother's voice in my head, and then I would spiral. <laughs> so you know, I, there's just certain limitations that I have currently because I just I don't know. I just can't be really upfront and about my space like that on the online yet. So we'll see. Maybe I'll just cut out my face in those parts. Um, I'll just do the cleaning process. Make it less um, pingable for people. And uh, yeah, like when I was talking to her, she like she was like, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't want to kill yourself and blah, blah blah. And it got really serious. And I could tell she was giving me genuine advice. And she's like, you should try to listen to podcasts. <laughs> this is a part that made me laugh. It's like you should try listening to podcasts because you know, like, and you know, like God, like you should like listen to the Bible, like you know, like read the Bible and stuff like that. She's um, a Muslim, okay. So uh, I am not Muslim, however, but we do have similar like um, preaching and teaching that I grew up with. Um, hers is a Quran. I'm not saying that properly. I'm sorry. And mine is the Bible, of course. And so we've got some discrepancies. But sometimes the messages are great, like, you know, about how to be a good person. And she uh, even sent me, like, someone's name um, to listen to. And I, I will listen to the podcast. I What was it, though? Oh, did she not send me the podcast? I don't know. Oh, Mufti Menk. Mufti Mek. Menk. I, 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 you know, at some point, I, mean, I will listen to him when I'm cleaning, you know, I'll listen to it, and I think it would be great. I'm not a super religious person. I don't believe in organized religions at all. I believe there's a higher power, of course, but, like, that's pretty much it for me. It's nothing I'm really, like, super, like, connected with you know and not something that i'm interested in connecting with in in general but yeah you know i believe in something and that's that's what matters to me at least cuz i do have that roman catholic upbringing 
but you know it, it was funny because she's telling me you know there's a lot of self-help stuff even if religion is not your thing you can listen to a lot of self-help you just need to find something that like is super connecting to you and someone who you think is relatable you should you should listen to someone who's relatable and i was like <laughs> laughing cuz you know i keep it on the down low i keep it on the down low there's only um there's no one really in in real life pretty much that knows i have a podcast in general or that listens to it um that i that i know of anyways unless you're all lurking but as far as i know by the way side note me and my tangents the americans have one in the listening section of my podcast i think because i said belgium was better Or, like, Belgium was, like, number one for listeners. So, automatically, America just kicked them to the curb. (laughs) It's hilarious to me. Because I looked today and I was like, oh, wow. The analytics are kind of... That's kind of funny. So, yeah. um, That's nice, though. Belgium is still tied, though, I think. There is a tie between Belgium and America. So I'll, I'll ch- keep checking to see who's winning. Who's winning the battle. I, I have a strong feeling America is going to win. Um, but you never know. Still love Belgium though. So yeah, like it was kind of funny because <laughs> I was like to her, yeah, I, I do kind of have that. I, I'm not going to lie. I do kind of have that. But like I... I didn't know how to tell her, except I'm the one making the podcast. (laughs) How do I tell her that me making the podcast is really like the best mental health thing that I've done for myself? How do I let her know that? And uh, yeah, it's it's really this podcast (laughs) that's been keeping me afloat. And so it's funny. She's like find someone relatable like I am so desperate to find someone relatable to listen to that I actually created it myself and sometimes I'm not gonna lie I put on my podcast just to listen back to it to make sure it doesn't sound so so stupid and but of course there's only so much of listening to your own voice that you can handle and I already know all my own problems but yeah one person I do um like to, to to listen to is Emma Chamberlain. I mean, sometimes her podcast can be a bit short. Um, and I personally like mine long because I multitask. You know, I don't like to switch between podcast to podcast. I like something like in the background. So that's why I try to make mine long as well. If you're one of those people that just put me on in the background and you're not really listening, but you listen at some points, then yeah, that's fine. But anyways, yeah, that's just a little bit about the vulnerability I had last week. Um, I guess when it comes down to it, you know, I had a crazy week. My body's tired. I just need to relax and kind of realign some things. And hopefully this week will be way more productive than this weekend. And I'll be back on the the ball. So just keep my head up. That's all I got to tell myself. And I hope everyone else is keeping their head up. I hope that you guys are really like putting in place things to set you up right for the spring that's coming up soon. And this um, dry winter will be over soon. 
and hopefully we can all figure out our stuff. You know, I would love to listen or to hear from some of the listeners from this podcast. So if you'd like to, you can follow me on Twitter. Please tweet me if you have any questions or you'd like to actually come on to the podcast. Um, I would like to get some people on here at some point. So if you just want to talk about your daily life and you have some not real, but not real therapy, but like venting sessions on here. You feel free to do that. Um, also, if you would like, you can follow me on Instagram. Not that exciting to be honest, but Twitter might be more up people's tea, I guess, in the podcast area. And what else? TikTok series. Look out for it. You can follow me on TikTok if you like at Soggy Socks. Everything, my handle is always at Soggy Socks. Um, Twitch, for some reason, Twitch is still growing. You can follow me on there. Um, Yeah, that's about it. You can find all my socials and my links on my Instagram, of course, on my link tree. And that's about it. Yeah, I hope you guys all stay happy this week. And I don't know how many people held doors open last week, but I hope that you guys this week will be able to... Do something relaxing. Maybe do something relaxing for yourself. I don't know what it is, but do something relaxing. You know what? I'm going to try to clean my tub so I can take a bubble bath. I don't like that idea, personally, in my bathtub. But, I, you know, I'll, I'm going to consider that. I'm going to consider that an option. And so, um, hopefully you guys do that too. And you could, maybe the first person ever will tweet me and tweet me what they did to relax. And I will look forward to that. Um, but then again, I'm not good at this social media thing. So, you know, yeah. So, all right. Bye.